0: Show. Hope you had a fantastic weekend in the wild and wacky world of sports and beyond. We have some fun in store for you today and some sad things to discuss as well. We hope you will be a part of it. We hope you enjoy our guests a little bit later on the tragic news of the death of Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi. We will sprinkle in some best and worst of the weekend as we always Have some fun with that and you in the sports world coming out of every weekend. We will, of course, discuss Tar Heels at Wolfpack tonight in college basketball as we look forward, even as we reflect back on what was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe this weekend. Games were played. There were winners and losers. Tiger Woods made his 2020 debut on the PGA Tour. Did you know that there's one American still standing in the Australian Open women's quarterfinals, and one American still standing in the Australian Open men's tennis quarterfinals, even as the three goats, Nadal and Djokovic and Federer, are still alive in that black bracket as well. Baylor and San Diego State and Florida State of the ACC were among the headliners in a good way in college basketball. UVA and Syracuse were examples of bubble teams that got victories. I was there in Winston-Salem as the Cavaliers, last year's national champion, but a shadow of themselves a year later did beat Wake Forest in overtime right there in Winston-Salem. Syracuse got a win as well as a bubble team. Virginia Tech and NC State, somewhat similarly situated bubble teams, dropped their games this weekend. The Wolfpack to Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech at Boston College. You have questions and comments about those college basketball headlines. We will discuss Roy Williams' good milestones over the weekend. He got some best of the weekend votes as he finally passed his mentor Dean Smith on the all-time wins list. Did you know he also broke a tie with the great Maryland coach Gary Williams moving into third place on the all-time wins list as an ACC head coach specifically. That Mike Krzyzewski guy and Roy's mentor Dean Smith are a distant one and two on that list, even as Roy Williams climbs to number three on that one. He is behind, of course, only Mike Shashevsky and Jim Bayheim and Bob Knight on the Division I men's basketball head coaching wins list. More on that, including the Tar Heels trip to Raleigh tonight. Roy Williams has been the hammer and NC State has been the nail for most of their careers that as they have overlapped. He is 35 and four counting some games while he was the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks. 35 wins for Roy Williams, only four losses against the team that he grew to dislike as a child growing up in the greater Asheville area here in North Carolina. As we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns, including on our Asheville affiliate ESPN Asheville, Roy Williams grew to dislike the Wolfpack in part because many of his friends and contemporaries were big NC State fans, and the Wolfpack, remember, had David Thompson and won the national title in 1974, and he got enough earfuls to long ago put the Wolfpack atop his personal hit list, if you will, and it has been sledgehammer nail 35-4 for Roy over the Wolfpack. Just remember, NC State looks like the better team this year although the Tar Heels looked good against Miami this weekend and the Wolfpack did not look good in that loss at Georgia Tech. You have questions and comments on that. We will get into, of course, a lot of Kobe Bryant today as we also include the Pro Bowl, the Senior Bowl, there was a quarterback prospect who changed the perception of him at that college All-Star football game. Many of the NFL's best, of course, were in action at the Pro Bowl. Lamar Jackson picked up some hardware. The NHL All-Star game included Kane's defenseman Jacob Slavin, Who came home with a victory of sorts and some pretty cool memories as well? More on that story with your phone calls throughout today's program. Former Duke star Zion Williamson joined, among others, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, among the best of the weekend nominees just from the NBA. We'll get to as many as we can at 1-800-849-2761 with your participation. Did you know that in the NFL, something huge happened 20 years ago today, although it was met with little fanfare at the time? We will hit that topic during the course of today's show. And I offer you a sincere question-of-the-day replacement as I will offer my thoughts on Kobe Bryant, a guy, remember, who went to high school in the Philadelphia area, as I did way back in the day, a guy I actually got to interview when he was a prep star at Lower Marion High School. Of course, again, he died along with his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, among many others, in that helicopter crash in California this weekend. In lieu of a traditional question of the day, I offer you this complete the sentence challenge. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. There are no real wrong answers here. I have mostly great things to say about Kobe Bryant as a basketball player. He as a person has a lot of great things to offer as well. But as a human being, there's some obvious flaws that I personally don't feel the need to ignore today. We can celebrate Kobe without deifying him, right? And as a basketball player, I don't think there should be much debate at all. You can say that maybe you could fill out your all-time NBA team with five other guys. You can't say, objectively, that you could have a full all-time NBA roster, you know, 13 men, say, without Kobe Bryant. You just can't say that. This is a guy who was so good for so long. Think about it. 18 All-Star Game appearances. He became the first guard in the history of the NBA to play for 20 seasons. And remember, he battled through an Achilles injury, among other things, just to pull that off. You could put him in your all-time top five. That's not really central to today. As a dad myself, my heart broke when I got the news yesterday. Soon after watching the Cavaliers beat beat the Demon Deacons, it just started to spread through the restaurant where I was dining with a friend of mine who who was visiting from Baltimore who has a son at Wake Forest. It was just whisper down the lane. Did you hear about Kobe? Did you hear about Kobe? And what were mostly smiles at the other tables in this restaurant in Winston-Salem just turned to a lot of shaking of the head, uh, some rolling of the eyes, some shrugging of the shoulders, some tears as well. Uh, He was an Academy Award winner even beyond basketball. He, of course, was the father of four daughters. That part, as much as any other part, breaks my heart, parenthood, is the greatest blessing, the greatest challenge, the greatest joy, the most intense love that I've ever experienced. And obviously those three surviving daughters do not get to enjoy Kobe Bryant as their dad. Two of the three, in case you did not know, surviving daughters. His oldest is 17 years old. Doesn't make it less sad. But his youngest are three years old and seven months old. So other than photos when they get older and stories told of their dad and stories they can read about their dad. I mean, how much are you going to remember at three years old or seven months old? That is as heartbreaking an angle as I could think of just walking in my own shoes as a parent. We will celebrate the greatness of Kobe Bryant. We do not have to deny the flaws that he had as a human being on or off the court. Complete the sentence for us today, as I will as well. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. I'll give you more. my answer on the other side. I say a, a hearty hello to Darren Vaught, the producer of this program. Intern Will, another rising star in the sports broadcasting world, is with us representing William Peace University. Gerald Henderson not only played against Kobe Bryant, but a few years ago he wrote for the Players' Tribune website an article entitled, The First Time I Guarded Kobe. Gerald Henderson, former Duke Star, longtime NBA player, of course, recently retired. He's still in his early 30s as a former NBA player. But a contemporary of sorts, Gerald Henderson Jr., also a product of the greater Philadelphia area high school ranks. Gerald's dad played for a long time in the NBA and was one of his obvious heroes in the sport. But Gerald has told us that Kobe Bryant was his basketball idol for much of his life beyond his own father. Gerald's going to join us live in about 20 minutes to talk about Kobe Bryant, what it was like to play with him, and how he will be remembered in the eyes of someone who called him one of his basketball idols. Rick Bunnell is one of our favorites on the NBA, always thoughtful on the Hornets in his work for the Charlotte Observer just back from Paris, France, where the Hornets lost on Friday to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. We will come to your calls on the other side. I have a lot more thoughts to share. We will get to other things, including Tar Heels at Wolfpack, including the tennis and golf and football and hockey and NBA headlines of the weekend but it is a sad day for many across the sports world. Kobe Bryant dead at the age of 41 years old in a helicopter crash in California. Local trivia, by the way, had he gone to college, two of his favorite schools were Duke and UNC. He was on the record with that. Of course, he went straight to the NBA because the rules allowed it at the time, but might have ended up a Blue Devil or a Tar Heel had he gone that route. Remember, he did ultimately get to play for Coach K, who was one of the many who put out a heartfelt statement this weekend after he learned of Kobe's passing uh, as a two-time gold medalist for Team USA while Coach K was leading the red, white, and blue. The other local angle, obviously, at the NBA level, easy to forget, Because Kobe's, you know, the L.A. Lakers legend. He was technically a draft pick of your Charlotte Hornets, number 13 overall back in 1996. The Lakers didn't even tell the Hornets till the very last minute. They had a deal in place. You're getting veteran center Vlade Divac, but you got to pick the guy we tell you to pick. So the Lakers didn't tell them because they didn't want it to leak out so maybe others could think, man, Jerry West and the Lakers like this Kobe kid out of Philadelphia. He's only 17 years old. They didn't tell the Hornets whom to pick until I think it was like an hour before the pick just so it would not leak out. Of course, that trade did happen after Vlade threatened to retire briefly and Kobe goes on to that sensational 20-year career with the L.A. Lakers. Five NBA titles, two-time Finals MVP and all sorts of all-star, all-star game, all-defense team, all-NBA team selections, his work ethic, his passion, his personality, his intensity, all part of his legacy and deservedly so. Challenge of the day for you. Complete this sentence. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. How do we channel our sadness at times like this? How do we celebrate his obvious greatness without ignoring some obvious missteps and flaws as a fellow human being we'll get into a little bit of a lot of things and we'll get into the, west, the best and worst of the weekend that was 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be next on the david glenn show mike lupica welcome back to the david glenn show sports used to be called the toy department and i said look at the political scene and and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more
1: serious than what we see when people say oh stick to sports well, who passed that law
0: You're listening to The David Glenn Show.
1: Well, today is the saddest day in my basketball career. There's no doubt about it. We're talking about a physical force as a teenager that came into this league with a passion for the game, seldom seen. He never took a backseat to anyone in work ethic. And then the fact that when you talk about two, uh, name the greatest two-way players in the history of this game, he's right at the top of the list.
0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was 86-year-old legendary broadcaster Hubie Brown. Former coach, longtime broadcaster, has lived a full life, has seen it all, and called that his saddest day in basketball broadcasting. Our challenge to you today, as we do include your best and worst of the weekend, obviously Kobe Bryant is front and center in our discussion. In lieu of a traditional question of the day, and we will take your best or worst of the weekend phone calls, we're asking you to complete a sentence. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. That's one way Hubie Brown, broadcaster, is going to choose to remember him. As I come to your calls, and I certainly do not claim, do not claim to have all the answers at times such as this but I will share my thoughts about Kobe's passing welcome more of yours 1-800-849-2761 I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot 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 Todd and Kinston will be first up let me offer a couple of my two cents his former adversary on the court Gerald Henderson who called Kobe Bryant his basketball idol for most of his life former Duke star longtime NBA player as well Gerald drops by later this hour. Rick Bennell in our third hour, 1-800-849-2761. As Will takes your calls at that number, I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant in a lot of different ways, not all of them perfect, but I will start as the host of a sports radio show with this. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as an elite winner. There were folks who thought they'd never see Showtime in Los Angeles again after what Magic and Friends had done previously back in my days growing up as a basketball fan. So you take this kid out of Philly. He's only 17 years old. His mom and dad had to sign his original contract because he was not at the age of majority. He had not yet turned 18. And he gets this multi-million dollar deal coming out of Lower Marion High in Ardmore, PA, near where I grew up in Westchester. And he needs mom and dad to sign on at the beginning. How can you expect that guy to take you back to showtime, even if he is this special talent, which, of course, he turned out to be. He goes on to five NBA titles. Remember, there was the three-peat, and then there were questions about whether Kobe could ever get the Lakers back there again, and he did, not once, but twice, five NBA titles. Do y'all remember the dream team for our country's Olympic basketball squad that later was reinvented as the redeem team do you remember why because every four years we would go and conquer the world and win the gold medal in men's basketball usually dominating so badly that opposing players knew they'd lose and were just negotiating for jersey exchanges after they got beaten by 40 points then the americans did not win it all in 2004 who answered that call he answered the Lakers' call from Jerry West, who described him as one of the most phenomenal talents he had seen. Worked him out behind the scenes, of course, before engineering that trade with the Hornets to get him at number 13 overall back in 1996. I will remember Kobe Bryant as an elite winner because he not only brought Showtime back to L.A. and five NBA titles along the way, at a time where our country in basketball needed a redeemed team, Kobe Bryant not only answered the call of Mike Krzyzewski, who had a nice statement he put out yesterday after learning of Kobe's death, he was one of the biggest reasons that American basketball went back-to-back as gold medalist with Kobe among the ringleaders in 2008 and 2012. He ended up being the 20-year NBA player. Remember, he came back after thinking he was going to retire relatively late, but he had one more run in him. In his first 16 years as an NBA player, he was a member of 15 playoff teams. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as an elite winner. Number two, as we welcome your calls, finish the sentence, I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant, despite his many human flaws that, again, I don't think we have to ignore on a day like this you can celebrate a man's greatness without pretending that he was perfect which he clearly was not I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as one of the greatest examples of work ethic and passion that I have ever seen as a member of the sports media for more than 30 years I'm a big believer and some of you may have seen this on social media or otherwise over the weekend There are those who mock us, and I say us because I'm assuming you have some level of interest in sports if you're listening to a statewide syndicated sports radio show today, right? There are those who mock us for celebrating athletes given that Let's face it, winning a basketball game, dunking a basketball, even being, as Hubie Brown said, one of the greatest two-way players, offense and defense, in the history of the NBA, there are those who might be working with dying children in hospitals or people starving halfway around the world or imprisoned by their own country simply for speaking their mind or writing their mind. I mean, relative to those things, of course basketball is trivial. Of course, sports relative to those things is trivial, but I'm a big believer in this. If you throw your passionate pursuit of greatness into any endeavor that is a positive endeavor, and Kobe Bryant made people smile around the world, if you're throwing your passionate pursuit of greatness, your whole being into such things, does it really matter that you're quote unquote only a basketball player or later only a businessman? If you're the greatest or one of the greatest that ever has played any game, why are you automatically less valuable if you brought people that happiness, if you were an example of that work ethic, if your passionate pursuit of greatness will be an all time, forever, eternal example? ...of how more people should throw more of themselves into their passionate pursuits, hopefully positive ones. It doesn't matter that you're a scientist or a doctor or an opera singer or an entrepreneur, right? If you throw your passionate pursuit of greatness into something that is worthwhile, why shouldn't we celebrate that just as we would a wonderful artist... Uh, an award-winning photographer, you know, the great politicians, the great statesmen, the great scientists, the great whatever, fill in the blank. I saw some of that over the weekend and found it inappropriate. We, as sports fans, don't ask others. I don't think we look down upon those who celebrate the legendary opera singer or the legendary fill in the blank, and I'm certain that they should not look down at us When we celebrate a sports figure who, yes, again, was a flawed human being, the more you know of Kobe's life, if you have trouble in your personal life with your parents, read more about Kobe Bryant being estranged from his own mom and dad to the point of lawsuits and not speaking to each other. That situation got better, but of course it's a sign of humanity. If you don't think you're tall enough or long enough or athletic enough and you weren't born to an NBA playing dad and you'll never dunk like Kobe, well, maybe you can learn from his pursuit through that family estrangement. He and his wife actually filed for divorce at one point, but reconciled and made a difficult situation better. Persistence in marriage just as he, of course, was persistent and had really an unsurpassed work ethic and passion and love and intensity for the game of basketball. The guy was once fined for using a homophobic slur toward an NBA referee, got an NBA fine for using that wrong word in that context. Years later, he was calling out young people who were using that word haphazardly on social media, saying, no, man, it's not your fault that you learned the wrong way with that word. It's not necessarily your fault. If your mom or your dad or your church or your politician taught you to be hateful, it's not your fault. And I, Kobe Bryant, once made that same mistake as a young man myself. Two years later, five years later, ten years later, he's not just playing the, well, it's not my place to call those others out. He's on social media telling young people, I used that word, I got fined for it, and I changed my ways. Maybe you should think about changing your ways as well. I will remember Kobe Bryant off the court for those imperfections, but as an area where we, as human beings, have a lot more in common with him, right? If you've ever had family issues, if you've ever had issues with your parents or your marriage, he was accused of sexual assault. He ultimately admitted that he took advantage of somebody and came to understand later that a 19-year-old hotel employee who saw their interaction as non-consensual, he said to his dying breath that it was consensual in his eyes, but he also had a mea culpa of sorts. He didn't die claiming he didn't do anything wrong. He did die saying that it was a consensual event, but he came to admit publicly that he now, after listening to her, After learning more about her point of view, he apologized for not seeing at the time what he came to see with more information in front of him and more listening along the way. Those are all enormous flaws, right? But those are all situations where he had to just fight through the way you and I had to fight through. Now, not everybody's going to be accused of that level of legal wrongdoing, but I'm not drawing those kinds of parallels. But I think most of us used a word we shouldn't have u- were used. And hopefully, rather than dying ignorant and bigoted, you admitted your mistake, you learned, you gained some perspective, some maturity, and you tried to help others along that journey as well. That applies to Kobe Bryant. The fine applies for the misuse of the word, and the bounce back also applies. The marital difficulties, the divorce papers were filed. He and Vanessa persevered. And they went on to have two more beautiful children as she is left with three surviving daughters, again, a 17-year-old and two that were so young they'll never get to know their dad. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. Elite winner, passionate pursuit of greatness. Those are among the things that I value when I think of his legacy. And he was, of course, what Hubie Brown said as well. I mean, for crying out loud. He was number four on the all-time NBA scoring list, fell to four after LeBron passed him just this weekend. Honorable tweet he sent to praise LeBron as he fell to number four the day before, who knew, the day before he dies in a helicopter crash. Number four all-time scorer, two-time NBA scoring leader, and oh, by the way, he made 12 all defensive teams as an NBA player. QB Brown said he's at the top of the list of two two two-way players. I mean, Michael Jordan is up there as well. Only Tim Duncan, in the history of the NBA, had more all-defense selections than Kobe Bryant. Can you imagine what it takes as someone blessed with gifts, son of an NBA player? And I saw his dad, Joe Jellybean Bryant, play. He was a member of the Sixers when I was a little boy living in the Philly area, rooting for the hometown Sixers. Joe Jellybean Bryant ended up playing overseas a lot. In part, you know why? He did not take his God-given talent to the next level. Joe Jellybean Bryant was a journeyman because he never elevated the skills in his game to go with the amazing athleticism in his game. Kobe did. Kobe was a six-foot-five guy, and most of us will never understand that. Kobe had NBA in his genes. Most of us will never understand that. But he didn't become the journeyman, not that there's anything wrong with that. He elevated his game. He said, I'm one of the best scorers, and that didn't happen immediately, by the way. That took work ethic and passion and dedication to your craft. Side note, you know how many points per game Kobe Bryant averaged as an NBA rookie? Seriously, 18 years old, seven. Kobe Bryant averaged seven points per game as a rookie in the NBA. You're probably not going to see that in his obituary. But isn't there something to learn from that? He came off the bench and averaged seven points a game. That was his splash into the NBA. Nothing is handed to you. He dedicated his passion, his pursuit of greatness to the game of basketball, and he went from that seven-point-per-game guy off the bench to a better player at 19. He didn't even start full-time until his third year with the Lakers. Once that happened, guess what? He made 18 straight All-Star games. That is not being born into greatness. That's being born with some advantages, but man, taking every last advantage of your work ethic and your passion and how you can take something good and make it into something about as great as anybody or anything that the NBA has ever seen. 1-800-849-2761. I promised phone calls. Let me squeeze in Todd and Kinston, and then we'll get to Gerald Henderson Jr., the former Duke star, who once wrote for the Players' Tribune, the first time I guarded Kobe, a guy, former NBA player for a long time, who called Kobe his basketball idol for most of his life. Gerald Jr. joins us on the other side. Todd and Kinston is next up on the David Glenn Show.
1: Hey, Dave. It's good to talk to you again. I hate the circumstances, but um, and I was fortunate to see Kobe play in a couple games out in L.A. back in 2003 and then the 2003 All-Star game. Uh, but I would, would choose to remember him as a, a great example of Personal and professional redemption.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Go ahead if you want to elaborate. That's a great way to put it. Uh, I just, I mean, you sort of talked about it a little
1: bit. I mean, you know, he he struggled when he first came into the league, and he had a terrible game against Utah in the playoffs. And he worked hard, worked hard, won championships with you know, Shaq, and then went through some personal problems um, that you had mentioned, and then he went through you know, a lot of sort of uh, the fan. Uh, he wasn't really, you know. Uh, he sort of got on the fans' bad side because yeah. of the, you know, the feud between him and Shaq and, you know, they were taking sides. And then, you know, he just decided, hey, I'll, you know, I want to win a championship as the main guy. I want to, get you know, rehabilitate my image and my career. And he did it. And then he, you know, also pursued things after he got out of the league. So I think it's just a great example. You know, Americans love, you know, a second chance. And I think this was just an awesome, you know, example of somebody who did some things that he shouldn't have done, obviously, and uh, he admitted it and, you know, and, and, and owned up to it, and then just rehabilitated you know, himself, and and you know ended up on you know, on top again.
0: Well put. Appreciate the call, Todd. We'll get other callers in a little bit later. Best and worst of the weekend and, of course, the Kobe question of the day. It's really a complete this sentence request. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. I've given you several ways I will remember Kobe on and off the court. I'll get to more of my examples as we welcome yours a little bit later. None of us got to play head-to-head against Kobe Bryant. None of us got to write an article for the Players' Tribune entitled The First Time I Guarded Kobe. Gerald Henderson Jr. grew up the son of an NBA-playing dad, as did Kobe. Gerald came on to believe that Kobe Bryant was his basketball idol. and Indeed, he said in addition to his dad, Gerald Sr., Kobe was Gerald Jr.'s basketball idol for most of his life. What did he write for the Players' Tribune in honor of Kobe, and what were his thoughts when he learned the sad news this weekend? We'll find out next with Gerald Henderson Jr. on The David Glenn Show. He's the UVA head basketball coach, Tony Bennett. You always believed in us. I guess you were the wind beneath our wings. There you go. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Do we what have uh, background music That's right? that? That's right. There we go. You are the wind beneath my
1: wings.
0: Keep it right here on the David Glenn Show. Are- Welcome back to the David Glenn Show feels like 99% of the time when we talk with Gerald Henderson, we just have fun talking hoops. I hope we have some fun, but there's a lot of sadness involved this time as well. Gerald, of course, like Kobe Bryant, grew up the son of an NBA dad. I watched Gerald Henderson Sr. play for the Sixers, and I watched Joe Jellybean Bryant play for the Sixers. I can't remember if they were there at the same time. Slightly different generation. But Gerald Henderson Jr., of course, went head-to-head with Kobe Bryant and even has been quoted as saying, Kobe was my basketball idol for most of his life. Gerald, former Duke star, of course, longtime NBA player, joins us now. He's also an analyst for Fox Sports South. Gerald, uh, what were your thoughts right out of the gate? I appreciate you joining us at a sad time. Uh, just what was your initial feeling about the passing of Kobe Bryant after you got over, I guess, the initial shock?
2: Um, you know, just really, just really sad for, uh, you know, obviously himself and uh, his family. You know, it's just, um, you know, still even today, it's just really hard to even believe that it's that it's true um you know and kind of just thinking you know about his family his kids losing a daughter now and um you know it's just a tough thing you know I I have a family myself now and just kind of thinking about um you know you, you think the worst when something like that happens you put yourself in this same position and it's just it's just sickening so just you just um, it's just hard to really even fathom.
0: The best we can do, among other things, is just celebrate his legacy in a lot of ways. What would you say specifically made him one of your basketball idols? It's not like you didn't have a, a whole lot to choose from, and then and yet there was something about Kobe, I imagine, beyond his skill level that made you uh, call him one of your basketball idols.
2: Well, yeah, when I was younger, um, you know, I was – everything was Michael, like, you know, early 90s and, you know, just being a kid, I was born to be Michael Jordan. I used to, before I was actually born by, um, by nature, you yeah. know, to shave your head um, <laughs> because of Michael. And then, you know, as I got older and Michael was like towards retirement, you know, everything was Kobe. Everything was Kobe. Just because he was from the same area that I was from, His high school, five minutes up the street from where my high school was. I used to go watch him. Uh, my dad took me to a couple of his games as a kid, and, you know, the gyms were were packed. Like, you couldn't even move just to see him because uh, everyone knew how good he was, and obviously he had a chance to go to the NBA, and he did. Um, but, you know, it's just swagger, man. It's the way he did things. Like, a lot of people say he was, like, so cocky as a young player, and he probably was, but he's just so confident in his abilities. But as I, got, as I got older and started to move forward and really learn the game, it really didn't get out of his mind. You know, he had, like, a, a way of thinking um, about the game that's just different. And you see that with a number of players that are kind of above average thinking, um, you know, because their skill level and their vision and stuff like that is just uh, it surpasses what normal players, um, you know, kind of experience. So, you know, he was he was on another level of just thought and kinda of, I, I spent some time around Michael Jordan and he's very much the same way. You know, he, he he you know, watching film with him and watching games, he just you know, some of the comments he'll make it just be stuff you just don't think about, um, that he's thinking about. And so um, you know, his mentality towards a, a lot of the ways in the game are just just um, special. It really makes him unique as a as a basketball player.
0: Gerald Henderson is with us on the David Glenn Show. I don't know how much of this stuff you caught because this is all relatively new, but at the Pro Bowl yesterday, so a football all-star game, they started chanting Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Yeah. Uh, there were flowers and photos put up like all over our country and even around the world as a tribute to Kobe. Uh, you may have seen the video outside the Staples Center there in L.A. I mean, it, it was just an enormous number of people and then I want your perspective as a recent NBA player I imagine just as on sports radio we're hard, we're having a hard time finding all the right words at a time like this when you saw 24 second violations on purpose right in honor of number 24 Kobe Bryant I mean is that just like an NBA locker room version of uh you know sending a plate to somebody who just lost a loved one, you know, filling their kitchen with food because you're not sure what else to do as a gesture?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I was, it's one of those things. I, I was, um, you know, I thought that they would cancel. I don't know if they canceled anything, but, you know, I thought that they might do that. Uh, I'm sure it was very hard for guys to play yesterday. I would have had some fun for yesterday, uh, for sure. But, um, you know, just the, the tributes, man, just going to show you uh, how many people he touched and just, you know, because of the way he did it, you know, his, 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 his idea, his mamba mentality, um, you know, he created that. <laughs> that, was yeah. just, that was something that he said, you know what, this, this, this snake resonates with how I attack my life. So, you know, he, he's, he's a genius, man. He turned it into a whole marketing theme. And he will never be forgotten um, because of that. I mean, he was just um, kind of like a, you know, a surreal kind of figure. Yeah, he's bigger than the game. Obviously, he's got football players paying homage to him on the football field. Um, you know, I saw I was watching Tiger yesterday, and it's crazy just to think about. You know, throughout my time, because I was such a big golfer as a kid too. Um, those were the two yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, that I looked at, you know, in the wintertime I was hooping, right? And it was all Kobe. In the summertime I was golfing, it was all Tiger. So, um, you know, he said that even when he was playing yesterday, he didn't know that he had passed. Right. People were yelling out, um, you know, do it for Mamba. and he didn't know what they were talking about at the time, but, um, you know, just, just tragic stuff, man, because that dude was just bigger, bigger than the game. You know in so many ways and um you know everyone will remember him
0: gerald henderson jr is joining us former duke star of course decade-long nba career now with fox sports south among others as a basketball analyst um when it comes to worldwide impact i don't know how much of this you saw or experienced or if you knew kobe well enough but this was a guy raised in Italy for a while because his dad played there and he spoke fluent Italian. I've read that he actually conducted some other press conferences in Spanish as like his third language. And then supposedly, along with Stefan Marbury and some others, he's like one of the most popular basketball players in the history of Asia behind like Yao Ming. So we think in American terms most of the time. Did you get a sense – of that worldwide aspect that I guess was bolstered by his appearance on a couple of team USA squads.
2: Yeah, I I think for sure. I mean, he's, he's just such, he's just such a talented individual. I mean, just, just all over. Um, so, so well versed, you know, you could see it, um, you know, the way he played, I mean, obviously this, this favorite player, I'm going from, you know, what he said was, was always Michael Jordan. Yeah. Probably, probably himself and then Michael Jordan. <laughs> then, you know, um, he, he, he spent so much time overseas as a kid, like seeing how um, the game was played over there. You know, obviously having a father who played, so having uh, that that kind of touch, um, you know, and attention from a, a pro player growing up, you know, and then coming back over here, experiencing it, uh, American basketball, again, as he grew up, um you know a lot of guys really not, not until him didn't spend much time overseas yeah you know it was just the uh, you know american basketball was it for them but he he had seen the other side and saw how really good the players were and um he knew i'm, I'm assuming he knew that you know if you want to be a global star you got to kind of resonate with the people and spend some time with them so you know going over there and and, you know, marketing himself and bringing up a game of basketball over there is part of why this is also just a, a global tragedy because everyone kind of feels like they knew him, um, you know. So, and in, a sense, in a sense, too, you know, his, his whole mentality about attacking life and attacking yeah. stuff the way he did, you know, is very much how, how many people would want to be in their lives. You know, it's hard to attain his kind of intensity and focus and stuff like that. But um, you know, everybody's not like obviously Kobe, but you know, he he set a, a model of um, he set a model that people people you know try to attain. I'm sure.
0: Last thing for for Gerald Henderson Jr., I only have about a minute for this, but everybody's rediscovering some things online as they just researched Kobe Bryant in every way. And an article you wrote for the Players' Tribune popped up, among many other things, the first time I guarded Kobe. Uh, What can Mm -hmm. you remind us was a central theme to what must have been an unforgettable moment for you as a young NBA player?
2: Oh, man. That was, that was a special day. If you, if you read the article, it you know it talks about how you know in pre games. I, I had talked to him before. Kind of Coach K connected us a little bit, um, but he uh, he was warming up. They had lost the night before. He saw he felt like the rim was like a quarter of an inch low or half an inch low or something. And <laughs> I don't know how he's really tell that because he I guess he was missing shot. <laughs> and the people measured it and it was like a quarter of an inch too long or wow. high or whatever it was. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this dude is this weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. Um, but yeah, I, I played against him that night. Coach ain't Coach played me for two weeks and then he threw me in the fire against Kobe. Yikes. And he threw a ball off the backboard on me and um, laid it up like one of his signature plays. And it was cool. I scored a couple of buckets on him too, which I, you know, which I'll never forget. But, Amen. Um, it was just cool.
0: His his name is Gerald Henderson Jr., man. Uh, take good care of your family. Hold them closer than ever on days like this. It's always a good reminder. And and thanks for kind of sharing some thoughts on a difficult day here on the David Glenn Show.
2: Absolutely, man. And, and I want to say, too, never forget, you know, all the other people that passed. Yeah. As well as his daughter, yeah. which makes it even, even sadder.
0: Well put. Follow Gerald on... Twitter at G underscore Hender 9 More of your thoughts on Kobe Bryant with more of mine. We'll talk about the Tar Heels trip to NC State tonight, among other college basketball. You can cast your best or worst of the weekend ballot, or you can finish our sentence, I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. I've given you four or five answers to that. You can share yours next on the David Glenn Show. Okay, we're between guests and hour number two, so it's the perfect time for you to complete this sentence. I will choose to remember Kobe Bryant as dot, dot, dot. Call now, 1-800-849-2761. Plus, Roy Williams, Tiger Woods, Zion Williamson, and other best and worst of the weekend next. Dean in Wilmington, you're up on the David Glenn Show.
1: The NCAA book on violations that say Superman has trouble carrying.
0: This is true. However, it's not buried into the small print in the back that you're not allowed to drive luxury cars that aren't yours. Okay? (laughs) Keep it here on the David Glenn Show.